0: Welcome to BitStorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Ben Slinger, and with me, as always, by my side, long-time companion and podcast bro, Trevor Scott. Hello. Just thought I'd give you the extended intro Why there, not? Trev. yeah Trev. I'll, I'll take it. Have a, bit, have a bit of fun with it. What are we doing tonight, Trevor? I think we're going to play some ramped-up
1: ClickBitch, just because...
0: Oh, ramped up! Oh, I'm not prepared for that. Yeah, yeah okay, ramped up.
1: Now I am. I that was quick. I wasn't going to, but then I'm like, no, we haven't done this for a while, so why not? Let's have some fun.
0: That's it. So for those who might be joining us for the first time here in the mid 300s, uh, ramped welcome. up, quick pitch it. Yeah, welcome first, firstly, welcome. Uh, but, uh, just so you know, Ramped Up Click Pitch is a game where we each have a random phrase generator in front of us, and on the count of three to one click, we each get an adjective and a noun, throw them up in the air, spin them around like a big old pizza pie, and, uh, cook it up on some toppings, your- and it's a video game. We make a video game. We- the idea of a video game. We don't make yeah, a video We game. don't make a video game. I mean, sometimes we do, but, like- not every week. Jeez, what do you want from us? All right, let's uh, let's do it. Three, two, one, click. Displayed
1: clock. Stoniest foil.
0: Foil. Foil. F. O. I. L. The stoniest foil. Hmm. With a displayed clock. So, displayed clock makes me think maybe this is like. <laughs> like, 24 or something, right? Like, there's a constant yep. countdown going. Dun. Or Dun. just- Maybe maybe it's not a countdown necessarily, but at least, like, a t- the time. Yeah. The time is a constant.
1: You know, you know what would be cool? You know that, that whole thing where, you know, the vision seems to shift and, like, the clock is in the corner and then that shifts out and then maybe it'll, it'll appear up the top or something like that and the- you oh, know, like in the, the split
0: screen, in the, the split, split screen sort of come stuff. In, yeah,
1: yeah. I I kind of love that idea that as as you're playing through the game and you move between scenes, it like something will move out and like this the part that you just moved out of may move into a smaller section where you can still see some oh, stuff going on there. And yeah, uh, but the clock keeps on keeps on ticking the away. Is,
0: the clock just finds a spot wherever on the screen that makes sense. But, yeah, it might- you, Yeah, you come into a new area, you cross from one pain to the other, and that other cra- um, other pain starts to shrink down. But, but there's still some-
1: Not relevant- all the way, because you may actually look back over and it's like, oh- at five minutes past the hour, you know, the, the shift change is actually occurring. So, you see the guard sort of going between. Right.
0: Yeah, like, a, yeah, for a stealth game or, like, a yeah, I'm, I was thinking, like, diffusing a bomb or something or, like, having to, yeah, something that you need to kind of keep an eye on elsewhere in the level. There's still stuff happening in the world and it's, like,
1: you can, mm. like, at the start, I think, you know, in these early levels, it's sort of determined what, what will actually be- kept and all this sort of stuff. But later on, you can actually go, oh, I want to pin this one. I
0: want to pin this one. And it'll focus on- Yeah, it'll keep those when you leave. So, yeah, I'm kind of picturing like each sort of- Not level, but like each screen of the game kind of takes up a certain amount of space in the- Maybe in the middle of the screen. Like it's sort of a long- A long letterboxed, you know, um, screen. Or, Or it may just be on what other things you've got pinned, but it's designed in a way that it can be either- and so, like you know, you go. You might go down a, a ladder that's at the bottom of the screen, and if if it's not a pinned one, it'll just like scroll up as like a normal one might do, and you sort of see the next section. But yeah, but yeah, if if it is sort of something that you need to keep an eye on, you go down that ladder, and it's sort of smoothly. You know, as you start going down, it smoothly pans it up, and as you go further down the ladder, like the top ones, yeah, shrinking into just the focus area. Yeah. Yeah, I can picture that really well. Yeah.
1: And, you know, obviously 2D art style and all this sort of stuff, but it's stylized. Yeah,
0: I'm picturing like a. Um, what was that one? Uh, gun. Gumbrella. umbrella, Gumbrella. Not Gumbrella. Not, <laughs> not the one that came out today. No. Um, when we we're the recording, one we can yes. throw people out windows. Uh, Shit. Tom. Tom? Something? Tom Clancy's. Not Tom Clancy. No, not Tom <laughs> Clancy. Gunbound. I think it was called. Gunbound. Never the guy who it. did the, that spaceship game as well. No? No, nah, don't remember. <laughs> okay, anyway. That sort of style. So, was anyway. The Rainbow Six. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> but that sort of style where, yeah, you have to keep an eye on, like, you know, you, there's a hostage that you've spotted that's got guards, you know, there yeah. and- you need to sneak around and, and, and come at it from a different angle. But, yeah, it keeps that on the screen the whole time. I, and you, I like the you maybe idea. you see a conversation happening or something, you yep. know. I
1: like the idea that you, you don't actually get that vision or that live vision until you've been through that area. So, once you've been through that area, then it becomes like a live- a live vision, almost, that you've activated that area. Right. So,
0: you're not seeing stuff that you haven't yet seen because, you know- I mean, I think the only reason that you might do that is just for dramatic effect. Yeah. It could be interesting if you- you Like, yeah, you're going through the level and all of a sudden in from the side comes a scene you haven't seen yet. Yeah. And you don't know where it is in relation to everything else, right? Like, in the, in the physical space of the level, you just know that it's something else that's happening. Um... And that could be kind of cool to have that as, like, foreshadowing. So,
1: are you- are you picturing an analogue or a digital clock? Or does it change depending on the uh, level?
0: <laughs> in one level, it's a sundial. Well, in I, one, it's a- I'm, I'm thinking, you know, like, hourglass. in
1: one, it is literally a countdown of how much- you know that the bomb is going to explode- Right. When it gets to, when it gets to one, you walk in and you know, okay, I've got 10 minutes to, to find this bomb.
0: <sighs> well, I like that. Actually, I like that. You walk in the very first section and immediately from the side comes the bomb. And it, like, it, and there's, it is that thing. You don't know where it is. It, it like zooms. It's, it's the on the bomb with the countdown and then you get the two split screens coming out from it. One of them zooms out to sort of show a bit more context of the bomb. And one of them is just always zoomed in on the countdown. And you've got those two things on your screen at all times. Yeah. And then you're playing in like the left half of the screen until you get to the point where, cause I like the idea of you're playing through these levels. You don't know where this bomb is. There's a door to the left. Right. And when you finally find the way in that it lines up perfectly. So the, the, f- the panes basically merge at that point And becomes just a, a long d- pane of- Yeah. Yeah, when you come through that door. There's some really- Yeah, there's some really slick stuff you could do with that sort of different, cam- you know, different cameras in a TV level one.
1: I like the idea of, like, with the different clocks, like, maybe one of them. You go, oh, that's a fancy looking watch face. And mm. it's literally- on the the watch of of like the big boss so
0: it's <laughs> right I, I, you see the you see them as they move around but it's just like yeah. camera locked the, onto the, ca- the, the camera locked onto the face but you see the
1: arm sort of swinging so you see some stuff in the background. It's just the blurred out background changing and stuff i kind of like that i think you know all all these little things could actually be kind of fun that it's for you the player to see and experience and it's just a stylistic choice i yeah for those who haven't been listening before like sometimes we just don't use certain words and in this case we didn't use stony foil at all because it (laughs) wasn't needed (laughs) <laughs>
0: Forgotten, but yeah, no, that's it. The, the, the whole idea is it's a jumping point for us it's to a rip jumping off say. point.
1: So don't yeah. worry that we didn't use those words because they're now going away. Three, two, one. Bye, bye.
0: Fifteen destination
1: rusted workbench.
0: Ooh. I mean, that's really evoking you know a-, a rusted workbench yeah for sure something like unused uh, abandoned in some yep. for some reason
1: i'm thinking abandoned 15 years ago or uh, like has hey. been used for 15 years in an old worn shed getting that that sort of mm. that evokes you know something maybe maybe you're heading back to an old farmhouse 15 years after your family evacuated this war zone.
0: Yeah. Okay. This could be kind of one of those very poignant kind of games where maybe it's not you making your way there. Maybe it's that- Maybe it actually is entirely set in this workshop. (laughs) And like you said, 15 years after you had to abandon this place and you've now come back- Maybe what's rusted up is like an old car or something, or like a motorcycle or whatever, and and the workbench, some of the yeah. tools, or whatever. Yeah, and it's kind of it's about you restoring it. Yeah, but also restoring your life in this place that you had to leave. Yeah. And yeah, there's been a new, you know, we can keep the actual politics of it vague. Yeah, um, and even the place, you know, it, it's not a, it's not about specific uh, world events. No.
1: It's, but it's just a it's just a nondescript farm with a rusted workbench, rusted car and like storytelling of you know newspaper clippings
0: well and i think just even conversations yeah, that like- just get held like the radio like- on while you're fixing up the car and yeah conversations with people as you like order the new parts that you need today you marks slowly. the 15 year anniversary since the war started, you know. Yeah, exactly. Giving that backstory, but then also the personal stuff that this person has gone through, and like you know they've lost their their family it, it, at different points, and you start getting some of that history in, yeah. Um, and just understanding their loss, and yeah, this is now all they have left to hold on to i like the idea that at the
1: end of each day it's sort of like you only you only sort of see from within the workbench you don't see anything else but as the door opens and you you can sort of see in the background slightly blurred you know like a a a child coming to
0: to greet right greet the person yeah you could give it a happier thing yeah that's interesting maybe it's that maybe we sort of maybe we Mess with the player a little bit where initially we uh, imply a lot that this guy has lost his family or, you know- or, or, like, he's definitely lost some people. But, yes, as as time goes on, you realise, oh, wait, like, maybe- Yeah, maybe his child, like, survived this. Um, and then you find out, like, oh, yeah, they're coming later or whatever, you know. they They- couldn't come yet because of visa things or whatever. Or he's, or
1: he he was there first to try and get everything set up, and he yeah. he's spending way too much time in the workbench uh, in well, the workshop. Well, but that's the like- metaphor
0: for it then, right? Is he wants to get this car fixed up, and then yeah, like the, the right at the end every every other day, at the end of the day, like you said, I think you you know the the workshop opens and it's very. It's very washed out because it's you know you're exposing for inside the the workshop, um, yep. and it's just been you know pretty desolate out there. But yeah, on that final day, you like see the blurred out figure in through the um through the overblown light. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking if this goes over a number of days, that
1: you start with like a a slight sepia overtone, like over everything and as you get closer to the family coming back like it, like
0: saturates s- more and yeah
1: saturates more bring in a gets little bit more, more color in bring a little bit more color in and it's sort of like he's readjusting or they are readjusting to the to the world like i yeah, you don't even need to you know you don't
0: even need to give him a gender
1: yeah, yeah. exactly
0: because i'm picturing a fairly like p- plain not plain but like a stylized art style, like almost that, like no face kind of no face, simple, like you sh- know, not quite low poly, but like yeah, I know, I know not what highly you detailed. You know yeah. what I mean? Ashen, if you remember that yeah. game, like yeah, like that, or or just like an inside or something where it's
1: a silhouette, maybe silhouette could actually work quite nicely. They don't,
0: they don't need that to- would be really interesting. Actually, playing this whole game and all you see is their silhouette like it's sort of the, the view because i mean for
1: the majority of it you don't even need to see too much of of them because yeah, i
0: mean, I mean it sort of depends on what the gameplay is I f- i'm feeling like it's very just uh meditative gameplay in certain ways it's like you've got a to-do list for the day and today we're like cleaning out the gasket or whatever i don't know anything about cars yeah. but whatever it is and there's sort of a restorative, meditative thing yeah. of just, like, getting it clean and putting it back together correctly and placing it, it in I there. I mean, and-
1: if you think about unpacking,
0: like, how simple that- Yeah. That was. Yeah. If you could, like an unpacking somehow, or assemble with care or- This is yeah.
1: effectively, you know, you're, you're scraping the rust off with, like, you know, some sort of some sort of wire brush or something like that. And, yeah. You know, clean it off. It's kind of like power- you know, power wash simulator and all this sort of stuff, except it's more like
0: these are the things that you need to get done for the day. And, you know, yeah. Or even like an auto mechanic simulator or whatever it is, where a lot of the time it's just like, here's the thing you do next to pull this apart or whatever, but we give it a bit more, you know, interesting story for why you're doing
1: it. Exactly. Just, um, I, I think the, um, you know, the world storytelling, like the storytelling from, or the incidental storytelling or whatever, yeah. however it is. You know, you've got some basic, simple music during things. And when you've cleaned, say, two items on day one, then you get a, a news report coming over the radio. And- yeah,
0: exactly. I think it's very linear in that sense. And yeah, it's it's almost entirely through the environmental storytelling of, of those sorts of things. And I think the more personal stuff comes from- yeah, like, maybe you have a phone call to, you know, the guy who's selling the auto parts or whatever, and it's like, oh, you're, like, you're back, you know, because he yep. stayed and hunkered down, and, and yep. then you get a sense of what it was like for people who stayed versus people who left,
1: and- You get what part, you know, in the mail, you take it out of the box, and it's wrapped in newspaper. You unwrap the newspaper, yeah. and the newspaper
0: clipping is, you know- It's like from five years ago or whatever, and you get a bit of context in the timeline. Exactly. Like- Yeah. All the all these small little things
1: is just world building and all this sort of stuff, but it's also kind of a cathartic, like I'm- yeah.
0: I mean, not being a refugee <laughs> from war, like I, I, I feel like there's a story to tell there that uh, you know I wouldn't have the details to go into um, personally, but I think it could be a very interesting yeah way to tell a story. For sure. Cool. All right,
1: three, two, one, click. Three, two, one, click. That that was fun. What was your other word? (laughs) Destination. So, Uh, it kind of makes sense. We kind of got there. Ooh. Okay. Dislocated. Misinformation.
0: Nicest retirement. Ooh. So, I, I just, I, this feels like an old, like an elderly spy or something. Yeah. In like a old person's, in a retirement home. He's had a dislocated shoulder, so his
1: arm isn't a Yeah. Yeah. Like, and it's just a character trait. Like, you don't need to go too much more into into the fact that <laughs> I'm kind of thinking, and I've- The first thing, that, as soon as you said retirement, the first thing that came into, into my head- as it probably did with you as well, Bubba Hotep.
0: Right. No, it wasn't actually the first thing that came into my head was that adventure game I was making ten years ago. <laughs> okay, yep. A but wrinkle in crime. A
1: wrinkle in crime. Um, but yeah, I'm just thinking Don Coscarelli's Bubba Hotep. Something about, you know, this time it's an old, like I mean, we we can just say it now, James Bond but like he's he's got a dislocated shoulder like his shoulder's obviously bad it's been shot in it so many times but yeah and he feels like there's something co- not quite right like there's some misinformation that's been spread around by the nurses as to as to why something's happening and i i like the idea that he he's basically performing an investigation trying to use like some of his old Gadgets and and that sort of right. stuff. Like Q
0: obviously died a long, long, long time ago, but you um, still got a picture of. But like- he's got he's got someone who comes and visits him, whose name is uh, Quentin. Yeah, and with a small Q, like little Q. It's it's.
1: <laughs> it's yeah, he spells yeah. it without. Yeah, he doesn't. Like he a, doesn't. A, ca- he doesn't capitalize capital.
0: it because that was his dad. Yeah. <laughs> but we don't explain it. we never say the word James or Bond no, <laughs> or you 007 You don't have to. You've got gadgets. He's a he you looks like gadgets. Sean Connery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he speaks exactly like Sean Connery in 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 James
1: Bond. No, he speaks he speaks like Roger Moore, but he looks like Sean Connery.
0: <laughs> 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 and With Wolf Prozent's walked- hair. <laughs> exactly. And uh Daniel Craig's abs, yeah, still exactly. at eighty-seven. Oh, fuck yeah! Like yeah, that shower scene out. in the game.
1: Oh, Mwah. The kiss. sponge bath scene. Oh yeah, sorry, the sponge <laughs> bath scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's
0: pretty spicy. Yeah, spicy. You know what? I think that one writes itself, and I feel like we should click <laughs> <laughs> it. I thought we did a pretty good job, and yeah, getting no, it I'm not saying it was bad. I'm not saying it was bad. I just feel like everything that's been said about it has been should be said should be said about it has been said. Um, double balance dismantled,
1: crumble. Hmm. Okay.
0: So double balance. Uh, feels like some sort of co-op two-player thing where you're like on either side of a tightrope. <laughs> no, well, tightrope. I was thinking like a um, like a, a seesaw sort of thing on a on a barrel or something that's like moving back and forth. But it, w- whatever we do, uh, it feels like a uh, a two-player version of something like getting up with with Bennett foddy or what, or what it is, isn't it is that what it is yeah uh and there are similar games like this like there's that one where you're the penguin strapped together or something and like one of these games where you rely on the other person yeah well, you rely on communication and working well together but it's all about like balancing in some way okay yeah I really like that I really like that. Because, like, I'm sort of picturing two people. Maybe it's not like specifically on a on a single barrel thing, but like that whatever vehicle or whatever thing you're on is guided by the way that it balances in a certain way, and so you have to be communicating, like, "Oh shit! Like, come over to the left side. Like, we need to guide it to the left, and then come over to the right. No, no, not too far." Okay. It it's got nothing
1: to do with what you were sort of saying, but you, if you if you think about it the right way, this could actually. Be exactly what you just said. Okay, two people strapped to a rather tall, like rocket or or something like that, and it's okay. top heavy. So as as you both are trying to move it in three dimensions, I'm thinking. Okay, like it's it be, it kind of becomes um death stranding where you know mm-hmm. it's really if, about the balance of it's, it. And it's all about in the balance directions. because you know you've it's. Because it's top heavy. Like, yeah. you both need to be moving in that direction and be t- be communicating continuously. But you're both yeah. tied to it or, ch- or chained to it. And therefore, <laughs> like-
0: <laughs> Well, maybe this could be- <clears throat> This feels like a- uh, Who's the developer who made uh, It Takes Two and uh, A Way Out? Anyway. Yeah. Whatever their name is. I feel like it- this could be- uh one of their games where it's a number of different situations that you keep finding yourself in where you are having to balance something or like uh yeah in so we can use both of them, right? Yeah. Yeah, you you've got some some big rocket, sure, like a missile. You've been stabbed on the missile, you're a spy again. I know, that's the first thing that
1: came into my head. No, no, I know, I know what you <laughs> mean. I, I'm, I'm also thinking, what if you got strapped to, like, you know, a sacrificial altar sort of thing. Altar, so, you got, right. you got, like, this massive cross
0: that's, Well, that could know- be cool. Then maybe the idea is that you have to <laughs> topple it, but in, in a specific place to, like, break through a wall that's, you know, yep. got a crack in it or whatever. And it's like, okay, we have to work together to move it over there without it falling too early. And then you get out and you're able to get out of your- uh uh you constr- your restraints and then you get in like a mine cart or like what you know <laughs> something that is- you having to balance left and right to to get one wheel up off the ground at a time
1: i know i I'm, I'm i'm seeing the idea of both of you being handcuffed together you know still like you got one of them off but it's like you're still handcuffed together and as yeah. you as you're running you got to make sure that oh shit you know you need to choose a choose a side otherwise you're going to close line you know right yeah <laughs> as you
0: as you i guess going the challenge to- is uh, i guess the challenge with a game like that is uh, how do you make it so that a f- single failure is not like game ending and you have to restart a section because i feel like that could get really Frustrating. Although I guess they kind of do that in those, in like that penguin game and stuff, because you end up like falling massively down to the back to oh, the yeah, start of the level when one person messes up. It's like getting up or whatever, you know,
1: the- Yeah, yeah. You can fall from the very, very top right down to the bottom, and then you just have to start all over again. And people put themselves through that sort of
0: pain yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah. And they'll try to speed run it and- Oh, my God. Yeah. They're, they're insane. Like. Yeah. I mean, they've just got too much time on their hands. one click. Yeah. Bony mastermind. Ooh. Stretching teach. <sighs> like the idea of a bony mastermind. Like some skeletal villain.
1: Oh yeah, some someone who's so decrepit and you know has basically the skin hanging off him. You can literally see the see all the bones.
0: He's got. Yeah, they've they've figured out the secret to to Eternal, immortality essentially, it, but it, all it does is keep them animated and and conscious. It doesn't actually prevent the, them. The muscles of all atrophied years ago, and yeah, like- it's only the pure magic keeping them keeping them going. Yeah. And but, you know, they've still got all their uh, faculties. My god, I'm just
1: for some reason I I can see it as like in this university, everything looks looks great.
0: But no one else. <laughs> well ever I did s- just say he's got all his faculties. <laughs> yes. So I um, was thinking of going and then we do have a word that is teach. So yep. yes. A university. Is he the dean?
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's the dean, but he's you know, in like the crypt underneath, underneath mm-hmm. like the dean's mm-hmm. office. Like he's he's got like a reanimated corpse or something like that, actually playing the dean. And right. you wonder why there's lots of air Acting fresheners. Why well, there's all <laughs> these air fresheners and stuff in in the room? Um, and it's basically a puppet, you know, and the real yeah, dean, flesh puppet. Real dean is underneath, you know, in in the bowels of of this university. Yeah. I think there's there's
0: like something nefarious going on. So is this like a cross between Harry Potter and Diablo? <laughs> oh yes, it's a it's a loot clicker yep. game with the the main story being that you're like a student at this university of of the occult or something, university of dungeoneering or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the university of business. But in a fantasy world. <laughs> fantasy business. <laughs> University of Tavern running. <laughs> that's the, all the That's the only business.
1: So. And blacksmithing. <laughs> fantasy myob. <laughs>
0: fantasy myob.
1: <laughs> it's like, so open up mind your, fantasy your own blacksmith. <laughs> fantasy Excel. <laughs> Here we're going to do an index match.
0: <laughs> Sorry, fantasy fantasy index match. <laughs> Just yeah, we're going to do a fantasy PowerPoint <laughs> to demonstrate how what? you should price your potions.
1: Okay, so I'm I'm imagining that you get taken out on lots of different like little missions throughout and Although the missions seem, you know, kind of good on the surface, the more that you look into it, the the more sort Mm. of sinister, like,
0: yeah, we're supposed to be taking out these
1: people, but these these people are really not bad guys at all.
0: Like, they're I like what you said. It's it's the (laughs) University of Dungeoneering, and I feel like you- you're doing classes, right? Like yeah. you're taking, uh, taking a class and it's like, okay, today's class, we're going down to level three of the dungeon and you need to kill 17 slimes. You know, and you will be marked on a, gr- on a curve for this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so that kind of creates the game loop a little bit. But yes, as you like get into your third year of university, And you're now kind of got a lot of loot that you've gathered and you're really good at killing monsters down there or whatever. You start to get inklings of the things that are going on at this school and the fact that the Dean's actually the Dean and wait, this whole school is run by essentially this like villainous skeleton. Necromancer. Yeah, who's lived for like thousands of years. And, And then you're like- skipping school to break into different dungeons and <laughs> what if you found out that like
1: what you were being taught is actually wrong as in
0: in the real world this oh. doesn't work
1: so like it only works for so on the, the school's first dungeon real,
0: like the first real dungeon you go into you just like <laughs> you <laughs> have it, to retreat immediately it's, it's totally different mechanics in there like <laughs> <laughs> so how how will that work so what are the mechanics that you've been playing like so so like like lock picking
1: picking works a certain way and you get you like you gotta lock pick pick the chest and all this sort of stuff you can maybe you know kill everything but when you get into the real thing it's like oh these these locks like there's no quick release like there's no there's no way of
0: like i think that'll work well as long as it feels like the actual mechanics are somewhat of an extension of the initial mechanics. It's, so like, it's not, not, it's so not even just that it advance, makes it like- harder, but it like, yeah, it's like, Oh, I can apply what I learned to this little bit of it, but I need to understand the whole picture to actually be able to un, yeah, pick this lock or kill this monster or, you know, the weak spots are different or you have to learn the different ways that weak spots can. Manifest or something, and you only learned about one way because yeah, yeah. the school curriculum is actually fairly limited. <laughs> well, the whole
1: idea is to to basically build a new breed of heroes that are just you know weak as anything for when right,
0: right. It's for when tr- yeah, this guy tr- tries to take over the world. Like they yeah. they basically
1: can't do shit. Like.
0: Right, yeah, he's taken over this the the pr- the premier university for dungeoneering that pumps out all the heroes, and he's like, "Well, I'm gonna, just going to make him shit, and mm. then no one will stop me." Uh, so but you- little did they know. So
1: your your mum like was literally the the biggest hero that ever came out of this oh, yeah. university, and oh, like, yeah. so when she comes, like for you know parent. You know, <laughs> parent-child week Parent or whatever. Knife, it is. Yeah, yeah. She she goes, oh, this this isn't right. Like, and, and you're it's just like, like,
0: mom, things have changed. since your day? It's fine. And then this is easy.
1: You know, she basically she she just taps like the chest on the top,
0: and it just springs open. <laughs> <laughs> I'd loosen that for you earlier. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> You know, you just don't listen. Uh, that's really cool. Uh, I think that does bring us to the end of tonight, though. I think it does. So, if you'd like to find all of our previous episodes on the lines, go to com slash bitstorm. Shoot us a review and uh, let us know what your favorite uh, class at uh, good old UOD was. Mm-hmm. If you like the song that we play at the start and
1: end of each episode, that song is called Mount Defiance Offer of the Album Containment Failure by
0: the band Kurudust. Find it at kurudust.bandcamp.com. That's right. So, thank you for joining us again this week on oh, Vidstom. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. And I can't scroll up to see what words we had earlier like I usually do. Um... Don't use Unity. <laughs> <laughs> and don't use Unity. That's going to be slightly dated by a few days.